Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast. Our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I am one of your co-hosts, Chad Simpson. I'm joined by Jim Good and Nathan Carcino. What's up, fellas? What's up, Chad? How's it going? Hey, well, we uh, we're missing we're missing our founder uh, and president, uh, Gian Lemmy. Um, Gian had a had a wild week, and uh, we're just excited though to have Nathan jump on with us. Nathan's been running our social media this uh, this last season and uh, man we divinely bumped into each other i was in lubbock texas on a ministry t- trip leading up to the final four where i actually got to see jim good in person too but nathan was just uh hanging out at the tennis match and i was always like asking the holy spirit lord who do i talk to when i when i show up to these events and nathan was friendly enough to, to talk with uh with me there and so got to hear some of the story and uh, heard his passion for podcasting and uh and social media digital communication and say hey, why don't you come and help us on our podcast? But uh, Nathan, we're uh, we're thankful for what you're doing. Beautiful graphics that you've done for us. But um, yeah, just maybe share just for a second with our our listeners, our friends, just a little bit about your story and how you got to this place at Lubbock Christian. Absolutely, yeah. First of all, thank you for allowing me to join you on the podcast. Um, it's been real great sharing what you guys have done uh, through social media. So I'm excited to now uh, contribute a little bit behind the mic in this side. Um, but I am no stranger to to podcasts and kind of this medium. Uh, originally, I am from the Dallas area, so just north uh, Carrollton. I got my Rangers hat, so you know we're going for the game seven tonight. But um, originally from there, and then track and field is actually what recruited me and brought me, uh, guided me here to Lubbock. So I was recruited out of high school to the division two track team here at Lubbock Christian. And it was the first year. So my graduate, I graduated in 2020 from high school, um, online, but you know, still made it through. And then, uh, I was recruited to LCU for the first ever track team, a uh, full track and field team. Prior to my time here, we had cross country and long distance events, um, but I do triple jump and long jump. So I re- was recruited as more or less the first triple jumper in Lubbock Christian University history. So that was really cool to be a part of this rebuilding or building of a program. And so I've, I've been fortunate to be a part of that team for now four years. I'm in my senior year here. Um, and I've always had a passion for journalism, whether it be sports or media, news, anything in that realm I've really been interested in. So I am pursuing a mass media bachelor's degree, and then I do potentially plan on uh, achieving my master's in the times to come. Um, but for right now, I'm mainly just focusing on finishing up my bachelor's and uh, having a good track season this spring. But yeah, I'm in my senior year, and I've really had some blessings uh, here at this campus to be a part of not only a, a team greater than myself and to to worship the Lord here at this place, but I've had many opportunities to uh, pursue my passions in podcasting and in uh, radio and things like that. So in my time here, I have served as the SHAP radio station manager, um, where I host a weekly radio show on LCU athletics, and then I run the daily operations of our university station and since I've been here, we've also built the podcast lab, which is where I'm in now. Um, and I was the first voice of the LCU podcast on the student perspective. So um, the director of social media and I have been working together this past year um, here at LCU to create this medium. And really what I enjoy with uh, this type of um, environment is to just to tell stories and to spread the gospel, to spread the good news of the Lord, and to really just connect with people and hear their stories from their perspective. 
Um, and then eventually through social media and through the different mediums we have in today's world, share that with everyone else and uh, potentially create influence. So that's what I've been involved with as of late. It, it does stay busy. We talked about uh, this day in the life that I've done online uh, through my social media accounts. And, um, you know, it's it, when I take a look back, it is a lot of stuff, but I've been really fortunate to be a part of this in the last few years. Stud. This dude's a stud, Chad. How much do you pay him? Because whatever you're paying, I'm better double it, man. So welcome to the team, Nathan. I love your story. Love what you're doing. And uh, you're a lot prettier to look at than Gian. So we miss you, Gian. But uh, Nathan, watch out. You got a, you got a great calling on your life, my man. So I encourage you, stay connected. I can see God doing some big stuff with you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And for anybody listening, if you're hiring, uh, we got Nathan. Nathan might be a free agent come come <laughs> May because we're probably not paying him enough. Uh, anyways, um, we appreciate Nathan's behind the scenes. It's just hard to serve. But uh, yeah, we just wanted to kind of take a little theme here and just think through what is it like? What is it like to be a student athlete today? And, uh, you know, we all have our unique perspective. Everyone's going to be a little bit different. But um, just for a coach to be able to think back and and empathize, sympathize with with what students are going through. But let's go. Let's go back maybe into the 80s, maybe into the 90s. Jim, why don't you take us way back and uh, take us way back? What was it like for you, man? College, college athlete down in Florida. All right. Well, let's back up. I did not play in the 80s. So I was born in 75. So I am the old man on this crew. But I had the uh, privilege of playing some small time college basketball and baseball at a uh, Christian college in Clearwater, Florida. So I'm trying to remember what it was like. And I, I guess the first thing was um, I really just had to learn how to balance being a student athlete because a lot of my time and priority went into my sport, especially being able to play two sports in college. Um, being a small school, I was able to do that. But I just think of um, the athlete needing to have that self-discipline, needing to have um, the mentors in their life. And I think about my parents. I think about, honestly, the girl I was dating at the time, who's now my wife, um, getting on me a little bit and just uh, trying to make sure my priorities were lined up. And as an 18, 19-year-old, they weren't always, especially being in Florida where the beach was 10 minutes away, uh, man, open gym, hitting the weight room, all that stuff. I just had to really try to get into a rhythm of um, staying connected and balance my priorities. So that's the first thing that just comes to my mind. That's good. Self-discipline. Uh, that's that's good stuff, Jim. And what about um, going from the, the nineties to, to 2020, 2023, Nathan, just, uh, talk to us just about the normal, normal day in the life of student athlete today with the, the pressures you face, the schedule that you face. Yeah. I mean, I relate to a lot of what Jim said already. I know there's the time differences are a little different, so not all of our culture is the same, but I certainly have agreed to, um, you know, try to focus on that self-discipline and that time management. Um, because a little thing about me is that I am going to pursue every opportunity that God puts on my plate. And that's part of the reason why I've connected with Chad and with the Christian Coach podcast. Um, he he guided that conversation that day at the tennis facility. And I'm always a guy who's going to jump at any opportunity and any chance to 
um, to talk, to spread the word, to uh, be involved and to just gain more knowledge and talk to more people and more people. So um, uh, that has created a lot of time scheduling issues in my time here at LCU thus far, just being in college and you know, having a life outside of high school and outside of just academics in general. Um, I, I'm a part of an athlete, you know, part of a team. I'm part of um, a different team and the media side of things. So there's a lot of stuff, but um, I really just focus on staying present. And uh, there's a lot of growth that I've experienced in realizing that um, I am putting myself in these shoes and putting myself in these opportunities to uh, pursue my passions and to have fun. But uh, with that, I understand that I have to remain present and not focus too many, on too many things at one singular time, or else I'm just going to drive myself insane. So a lot of things that I've worked on, and especially this year, being super involved in, on campus and in athletics as well, is to remain present and just focus on myself, focus on what the Lord's telling me to do in this moment, and then everything else will uh, go along in his way. That's good. That's good, man. And I uh, I remember my first year of coaching, um, the, a mentor told me, he said, uh, no, no one's going to care as much as you, you know, uh, to the coach thinking like the the coach, you, you're thinking 24-7 about the team recruiting goals all these things and and you know the day in the life of a student athlete they they got a lot of other things on their heart and their mind with with dating and classes and their future um and i think it maybe in year six for me it kind of came i had some growth and obviously i was i was focused i was driven i was probably too addicted early on to to the wins and the process but uh, by the end i had one story that, that just broke my heart and uh you know we're about to play against auburn um Bobby Reynolds is the head coach he was a, a top 100 tennis player and um you know David and Goliath our school we had 500 students playing against Auburn are you kidding me and we're about to take the court and and one of my players is down down on way way far from the action we're supposed to, supposed to take the court and uh you know he's in, in tears um his brother had, had recently passed and he's like man I just wish my brother was here right now to to watch this moment and I'm like wow you know and and thinking I'm about to go try to beat Auburn right now. And this, this guy's just, he's thinking about his brother, you know, his, his priority was, was family, which is where it should have been. But I think that was one moment for me in coaching where it, it kind of hit. It's like, man, Chad, you, you need to feel, put yourself in their shoes, feel where they're at. If you're going to coach them up, you need to know them better. And so, yeah, that was, uh, that was just on my mind uh, here, here today. That's good. Uh, Chad, to just kind of coaches that are listening to uh, coach with an empathetic heart, Sometimes it's easy, and I know in my 20s and 30s as a younger coach, I would look at my athletes strictly as players rather than people. And I, I, I shared this before. I always love my athletes, but when I love them as players, it's what they can do for me. When I love them as people, it's what I can do for them. And there was a shift in my early 40s in coaching to just really – try to connect with my athletes one-on-one, -on -one, off the court, uh, through devotion, prayer time, in the office. And that just really kind of uh, enhanced our relationship where now I was seeing these guys not just for their basketball ability, and now I'm seeing them as a student, a brother, a son. And I can relate to that story, Chad, just as I had one player just really have a bad practice and I'm on them. 
And after he just says, coach, I'm sorry. I, I was up all night. My mom's got two jobs. I have a little brother who's three. He wouldn't go to sleep. I was changing his diaper. He threw up in the bed. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, you, you're like being a dad at 16. You know, this is not fair to you. And all of a sudden I still pushed them and I coached them hard, but there was a little bit more empathy. So I appreciate you sharing that. And, and, uh, you know, getting even into kind of current events, I read these buzzwords with NIL and the transfer portal and, uh, you know, Jim, I love what you said about, um, you know, seeing them as people, not just players and, uh, and, and this season of life, um, trying to serve the student athlete and, um, that's huge, but it's like, it seems like so many of the student athletes are, are just trying to serve themselves and, uh, get what they can and, and grow their influence. Um, but yeah, just uh, curious, your guys' perspective. You got any strong opinions uh, on on these current current events? I mean, I don't think so. I haven't dove that much into that realm on my in my personal life. Um, but I like how you mentioned focusing on kind of what they're interested in, what they're trying to pursue for themselves, and that's something that I I've thought about in the past. Just trying to relate to my teammates and whatnot, um, understanding that they're maybe chasing something that they haven't told me about, or maybe they're pursuing something that I don't know. And uh, that dictates how they treat practice or how they uh, treat a, a conversation with me or, or anything like that. So that's an interesting tie into that. But with regards to uh, the logistics of how the NCAA and how college athletics is growing, I haven't um, not the most knowledgeable on it, but it's it's fascinating to really uh, understand and to see the how it's dictating other people's lives and um, how they treat, you know, their sport. It's, it's a fascinating growing world for sure. It is crazy guys. As um, we think about being a head coach, especially at the collegiate level, how much has changed in the last three years with NIL, with the transfer portal and wh whether you like it or not, and I'm not going to share a lot of my personal opinions on either of them, but it's reality. And as coaches, we have to accept that reality, not necessarily like one voice is going to change it. But I, I was talking to a several division one coaches, pretty high level where, where they're recruiting athletes. It's no longer trying to impress them with their facilities, with, with their practice facility, their weight room, their team room, the locker room. 10 years ago, that's what you're showing the recruits. Now the recruits are basically Hey, how much money am I going to get? So name, image, and likeness is for real. And when I think about image as a believer and as a Christian, I just can't help but think, you know, we're created in God's image. And as a Christian coach, it's important for us to not just label our athletes, because I think a lot of times our athletes get identified as the basketball player, the tennis player, the football player. And in God's eyes, they're way more than that. And I'm finding as I'm dealing with some college athletes, especially the seniors that are graduating and moving on, there's an identity crisis because they don't really know who they are once they're done playing, once that ball drops. Uh, they've been doing it since eight, nine, 10 years old. So they've been playing pretty competitive, high level sports. And now it's what's next. And uh, man, that's just some things that as coaches going back to being empathetic, man, they're people, not just player. Yeah. And just the how important the relationships are for for, like you said, for a head coach, 
um, you know, the relationships within the the town of, of you know, fundraising and, and having donors help, helping more people be a part of the program seems key, but also internally, just the relationships with the players. That's what I found with, um, I feel like we had pretty low transfer rates at, at my school. We didn't have all the bells and the whistles, um, but being able to have strong relationships with the players and then allowing the players to have strong relationships with themselves. I feel like that's your greatest offense against the transfer portal. And um, one of my most proud moments as a coach was my number one player uh, had Muslim uh, belief and we're at a small Christian school. He played number one for us and uh, we kept him uh, a year and a half. So he, he, uh, he ended up coming in in the spring, ended up signing a second letter of intent and staying a second year with my team. Not because I did anything crazy in the coaching, but just because the team uh, loved him like crazy. And he felt at home there. And he ended up going to University of Hawaii when he transferred. And so um, just I feel emphasizing the the relationships built in. But um, yeah, do you guys have any other any other uh, feedback or thoughts just in regards to the life of a college athlete these days? I mean, I think we covered everything. It's it's just a grind. There's always something new, whether it's, you know, an ankle that's bugging me today or if it's um, a, a meeting that I that popped up that I got to cover or something like that. There's there's always something. But as long as I can, like I said earlier, just stay present, um, stay focused in the moment and let the Lord speak through me and what I'm pursuing. That's all that matters. And uh, ultimately, it's all for the better for uh, however it turns out in the future. I, I know that I'm on the right path. And uh, as long as I can stay focused and driven, then that's what's going to you know, help me as a student athlete. That's good. That's good. Jim, what you got? I think I'm I'm seeing as I get to, within my profession, serving with nations of coaches, um, getting to visit a lot of different programs, practices, and, and this, this shift has changed in, in the head coaches. And the way you coached in the 80s and 90s, honestly, it, it doesn't work in 2023. Um, I'm not against old school. I'm not against so-called terms of, um, you know, tough love. But as John Gordon always says, uh, love tough. Love needs to be first. And these kids that are 19, 20, unfortunately, we treat them like they're adults and they're still sometimes teenagers. They want to they want to know that they're loved. They want to know that they're appreciated. They want to know that they're heard. Uh, they want to know that they're accepted. And they're not going to come out and say that. And I think sometimes our my mentality is I'm not going to tell them I love them. I'm not, I'm not going to tell them they're appreciated. I'm not going to give them a voice or an opinion. And that's that's not, I think, necessarily the best way to handle being a coach these days. Now, there's balance. There's different things that you are the superior. And I get that. But I think and I know kids Kids want to be in a safe environment. They want to be pushed, but they want to be loved. They want to be accepted. They want to be heard. And I think you can do that by still being demanding and still being a coach who's going to drive them to be their best. I love how the word coach actually comes from the um, the terminology stagecoach. And a stagecoach was used to transport important people from one place to another. So as a coach, that's what we're doing. We're trying to move our people from this spot to that spot, whether it's on the court, whether it's off the court. And so I think as a coach, let's love tough, not just tough love. 
That's a good word. That's a good word to end on. I love it, Jim. Thanks for sharing. And yeah. I knew that, that's that's why we have you on this podcast. Yeah. Man, bring that wisdom. <laughs> we need it. Um, no, that was good. Nathan, thanks for making time. Thanks for sharing your heart with us and all the work that you're doing behind the scenes. And um, yeah, next we kind of want to preview and, and tease out next week. Uh, we'll have on the fir- for the first time, uh, a student athlete is going to have uh, the interview and the conversation with. So Jim uh, had, a, had a great conversation with a young man down at Florida Atlantic that you guys are going to love. And so um, you guys are on the journey with us, coach. Uh, we keep we keep going. We keep having these conversations. We hope that you um, are growing through them. It'd be a huge gift to us if you're able to help spread the word, whether it's just uh, word of mouth, send in my text message or or some of the algorithms with uh rating and reviewing um but we end every episode the same way um one of you guys want to want to say it here to close us out the mission field is right where you are at